So if you'll have your Bible ready and uh, turn to Matthew chapter 28, the very end of Matthew. I know that in the bulletin I have here printed for you Luke 24 and John 20 and Matthew 28. I just want to focus on Matthew 28 because there's, there are some other short passages I want to read you um, as we try to connect Genesis and what has traditionally been called the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Um, and uh, I'm going to attempt, I, I will keep my remarks brief this morning. Um, I'd appreciate your, your prayers. Um, apparently, my dad had a heart attack yesterday. And we didn't realize it at the time, but they're saying now, as they're looking back at blood work and everything, he did wake up with chest pains. My mom took him to the ER. Uh, so he's at uh, Park Ridge in the ER right now, um, and the doctors believe he's had a heart attack, and so they're going to do a heart cath either tomorrow or Tuesday, they've said. Um, so they spent the night. You know how this goes. They promised him, hey, there's a room for you at Park Ridge. And so they sent him to Park Ridge. And there was no room for him in that inn. Um, so, but he's in a room in the ER, um, not in the hallway. So that's good. Um, so pray for them. And today's mom's birthday. So, <laughs> so anyway, if you would pray for, for them. And I'm going to try to uh, say these things um, and just remind us a little bit about what the Lord's called us to, and then we're going to have communion in the round, and, um, and then I'm going to get down there and try to send my mom home, pray that she will do what I say, <laughs> and come home and take a nap on her birthday, all right? You know how that is, all right. Um, so, Matthew 28 Verses 16 to 20, Jesus has resurrected, and uh, he's asked the disciples to gather with him on a mountain in Galilee. And so what I want to do is I want us to, we'll read that, and then I'm going to go back to Genesis and read you a few short things through Genesis, and then we're going to come back and we're going to stand, and I'm going to read the Matthew passage again. And when I do this, I want you to See if, in your mind, you can start to connect things we've talked about in Genesis and things Jesus is saying here in what's called the Great Commission. By the way, I, we don't know really when it started becoming called the Great Commission. They think that it happened in the 1600s. There's a particular missionary who coined the phrase, and then 200 years later, Hudson Taylor, the great missionary, uh, picked that up and started using it. But this... Uh, this commission from Jesus as he sent the disciples out has become called the Great Commission, and it is great, but it didn't just start here. So let me read this, the word of the Lord who loves you, and then we'll go back to Genesis for a minute. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them, and when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, you don't have to turn to these places, but let me take us back to Genesis chapter 1. God has just created the heavens and the earth. And he says this in, at the end of chapter 1. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then, well, we know what happens in Genesis chapter 3, and then the flood, but after the flood in chapter 9 of Genesis, it says this, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then later in Genesis chapter 12, we have the call of Abram. Abram. And some have said that, so now here's Abram and Sarai, this new kind of Adam and Eve couple, and listen to the commission God gives to them. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Starting to hear some themes, some blessings, some multiplying and filling the earth, some families of the earth being blessed through them. Now we come to Genesis chapter 28, and the Lord is now talking to Jacob. The Lord says, arise to Jacob, arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife from there one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may become a company of peoples. May he give you, oh, this is Isaac blessing Jacob, I'm sorry. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave, you, God gave to Abraham. So there's this continuing. God is blessing. There's fruitfulness. There's a multiplication. There's a land being filled with the people of God. Later in that chapter, after Jacob's dream of the staircase going up and down the heaven, the Lord stood above the staircase Staircase and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring. 
Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad, uh, spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you. Think about Matthew 28. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. And then, finally, we'll look. And there are many others of these, but I'm just giving you a few. In chapter 35 of Genesis, um, just before the Joseph story starts in chapter 37, God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. No longer shall your name be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come from your own body. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you, and I will give the land to your offspring after you. Now, having heard all of that, what started in Genesis 1 with Adam and Eve, God did not give up on what he had planned to do just because Genesis 3 happened. And now, would you stand with me and let's hear again the word of the Lord from Matthew 28. And with all those things from Genesis in mind, listen and hear See if you hear echoes of Genesis in this great commission. By the way, Ezekiel says that Eden was the mountain of God. So we derive from that that Eden was quite possibly a mountain that set up high. And we know from Genesis 2 that rivers flowed from it. Look at where Jesus called the disciples to meet him when he gave him this great commission. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, uh, would you encourage us just for a moment with these words uh, from your word and from Jesus? Um, would you bless us? Would you continue to make us a people who join Jesus in this great commission that you've given us as a church. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Please be seated. Years ago, probably 20 years ago, I took a youth group that I was serving, I believe, well, maybe this is 25 years ago because I was in Pensacola, Florida, um, and uh, we took our youth group to my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina, to do a week 
of urban inner city mission and service. And one of the places where we served was a, uh, a drug and alcohol rehab center for men uh, in downtown Charlotte. And um, we went there to serve meals, and we, I think we sang in a chapel service. But uh, the chaplain of this rehab center was, uh, was a, a delightful, jolly, uh, quirky man. I forget his name, but I can almost see him. And in every chapel service with these men, as they're sitting out there in their folding chairs, uh, he'd strap on his guitar, and he kind of had a belly like me, so the guitar sat out like this. And, um, and he would sing them a little song. And they had apparently picked up on this, and they would join him in the song. But he would sing it to individual men sitting in their folding chairs out there. And he didn't do that for everyone in the room, but apparently each chapel service, he would just pick a couple of them, and he'd sing this little song to them. And I'm going to sing it to you, okay? Um, we're going to pick on a couple of people. I'm going to pick on Larry first. And so... So Larry's sitting out there, and, uh, and the chaplain would sing, Larry, Larry, and everybody's joining in, Larry, Larry, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, and he'd point at him, I love you, won't you love me too, together we can change the world, and then he'd go on to the next person, Karen, or, you know. And he'd just sing to a couple of the, the men out there, that little song with their name, and, and all the guys would go, I, uh, what was it? I'm talking to you. And there's a few of them sitting there going, I'm talking to you. What are we doing? So it was kind of quirky and weird, but uh, they had kind of gotten used to this chaplain. And, um, and I talked to him about it, and he, he told me how he had heard that little children's song somewhere, at some point, and he thought how appropriate it would be to sing this to his men uh, because he wanted to remind them that they were loved, that they were made to be a part of a community, they were made to be in relationship. I love you, won't you love me too? And he wanted them to know they had a purpose, they have purpose in the world. Together, we can change the world. Um, and I thought of that little song this week as I was looking at the Great Commission and thinking about all that we've learned uh, this past year in Genesis. I mean, this is the message of God's Word. Um, he calls us by name, and he says, I love you. He invite, invites us into relationship with him. Won't you love me too? And then he invites us not only into the community of the Father and the Son and the Spirit and the community of all God's people, but he invites us into God's mission. And he says, together, we will change the world. And you will change, you, together, we will change the world in which I put you, the place that I give you to minister in my name. And that is the Great Commission. This is what he uh, gave to Adam and Eve. Um, 
I really, I'm struggling to focus this morning, so I'm just going to be brief here and just kind of give you my impression. I just want to encourage you as your pastor and brother um, that this great commission that was given to Adam and Eve, that Jesus came, Jesus came and fulfilled it when he said, all authority is given in heaven and on earth to me. He's not only saying, yes, I am that creator of heaven and earth who gives the commission to you now, uh, you new Adams and Eves, sons and daughters of God, um, but I am the new Adam. I am the final Adam, the last Adam. I am the one who um, my father has loved. He called me by name. Jesus says, I am the one who has responded to my father in love, in love, and we are in community with one another, in relationship with one another, and I am the one who has responded to my father's call to together with him by his spirit to change the world. I am what Adam should have been. And now those who trust in Christ, who are his disciples, followers of him, who who seek to uh, become like him by trusting all that he is for us, um, all that he's done for us. Um, we have that last Adam living in us by his spirit so that God calls us and says, Brian, Brian, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I love you. Won't you love me too? Together, let's change the world. Um, Mountain Fellowship, this is what we're here for. Uh, we are here to enjoy being called the sons and daughters of God, whom he loves dearly. He loves you. He loves you. And our Father sings over us. I used to sing when I came back from that mission trip in Charlotte that year. I started singing that to Abby, Mike, and Anna all the time. Um, and they still know it today, but they don't like me to sing it to them anymore. Um, but our Father sings over us. He sings in this table, his love for us in Christ. He, sing, he invites us to love him back, to respond to his love, to be in community with the Father, the, the Son, and the Spirit, and to enjoy our fellowship together. And then he invites us to go from here into his mission to make disciples. Now, there's a whole lot I could say about Matthew 28, and we're not going to do it today. Maybe next Sunday I'll come back to it. We'll see. But um, I just wanted to kind of remind us as a, as a community that our Father loves us. Um, he feeds us. He cares for us. But he also says, go, go, go. Together, we've got work to do in your world. Father, would you uh, encourage us this morning as we gather around in a big circle and we um, share in the love that you've shown us in the last Adam, Jesus, who has been everything that Adam and Eve should have been in our place, who has died on the cross and received the curse that they and we deserve 
so that we are reconciled to you and so that we can be in fellowship with you, Father, and your Son and your Spirit. And that now that last final Adam lives in us to be with us to fulfill the commission that you've given us together with him um, to make disciples of all nations beginning right here on this mountain where you meet with us. Would you do that in us, we ask, and would you encourage us by this meal together? In Jesus' name, amen.